We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Dane Moore NBA podcast brought to you by Blue Wire Podcasts. Coming at you Sunday night after the Timberwolves' fourth straight win on Sunday, they beat the Dallas Mavericks 111 to 105. Um, coming into last Sunday's game, if we rewind a little bit, uh, coming into that game against Portland, the Wolves were on a five game losing streak to start the month of December. The offense was feeling stalled out, the defense had clearly dropped off. And then, boom, they rattle off these four straight wins. They beat Portland. They beat Denver. They beat the Lakers. And tonight, they beat the Mavs. So it was 0-5 over the first 10 days of December. And over that stretch, the Wolves ranked 28th on offense and 28th on defense. And now it's 4-0 over the next 10 days of the month, ranking 5th on offense and 5th on defense. So it's back and forth and back and forth. And it's it probably just shouldn't come as a surprise that the Wolves are now 15 and 15 uh, on the season after tonight's win. This has this has been the pattern, right? Runs and stalls over the course of the year. They win, they win the first three games or win three of the first four games of the season. Then they lose six in a row. They win one, lose two. Then they go on that five-game winning streak they had before. Then lose one, win two. Then they lose those five straight. And now they win these four in a row. That's 15 and 15 on the year. Uh, a team that now, you know, 30 games in the season ranks. 22nd on offense for the year and ninth on defense. I think in some ways, maybe 15 and 15 is a, a place um, we expected the Wolves kind of to be, but certainly not at this rhythm or in this pattern or definitely not with a bottom 10 offense and a top 10 defense. But this is the Wolves year. Um, they, they kind of they just kind of ebb and flow effectively enough to. Yeah, to, to be a 500 team 30 games into the season. I, I wouldn't say tonight's win over Dallas, over Dallas was some sort of like crowning achievement. It was it was a Sunday night. It was a little low energy in Target Center. The game was a little sloppy. But at the same time, like it, it was a win. And and it certainly felt like a game that the old Wolves would lose, right? And I, I think in a game like that, you hope that you know, this team now, 30 games in the season when when the game is low energy, it's it's a little messy. Like you would hope this team kind of is able to like bowl with bumpers, right? Like 
you don't want the bottom to fall off. You 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 watch and wonder with this team like now winning this game. Have they are they a team that's kind of put in provisions that prevent that bottom from falling off? I mean, Dallas, while they were shorthanded themselves, they they did attempt to pick at a few of the scabs of this Wolves team that have kind of been open wounds during some of the games where the bottom has fell out this year. You know, Cat had been rolling in these past few games after being guarded in single coverage for the most part by Nikola Jokic and by Anthony Davis in the last two games. So so Dallas decided to go with that double team on every cat catch approach. You know, kind of the most aggressive, most desperate, like get the ball out of Cat's hands tactic you can do. And, you know, that's that's one that other teams have had success doing. Dallas also tried to spread out the Wolves with that spread pick and roll, extend the Wolves bigs out and force kind of the Wolves aggressive defensive scheme to defend against ball movement. That's the same tactic Atlanta did at the beginning of the month that Utah did at the beginning of the month when the Wolves were on that losing streak. And tonight, you know, the the Wolves handled those doubles on Cat a little bit better. Cat attacked him quickly a few times before the double set in, got a couple buckets, and Cat also found some teammates. He he led the team in assists tonight. It, it wasn't it wasn't a perfect <laughs> offensive performance from Cat or from the team, but it also wasn't broken. And those are those bumpers, right? And defensively, like the Wolves, they did get beat some by ball movement. Tim Hardaway had twenty eight. Dorian Finney-Smith made some threes. Maxi Kleber had a couple of threes. But unlike the Utah game, unlike the Atlanta game, like the Wolves, the Wolves defense wasn't demoralized by that ball movement. You know, Cat and Nas both got out in coverage. I thought they were showing well on those ball screens and the surrounding wings around the the pick and roll. You know, they were scrambling to their getting to their X outs on the perimeter to contest threes on the perimeter like Dallas made 12 threes tonight, but they also missed 29. And I think the way the Wolves were able to kind of scramble and contest those were was part of the reason. It, again, it wasn't perfect defensively, but the Mavs did not break the Wolves' defensive scheme. That's defensive bumpers. I think what we're beginning to see is a Wolves team that is holding themselves accountable to learn not to break. And accountability was the term Chris Finch used after tonight's game. Chris, how would you compare the accountability from teammate to teammate uh, this year as opposed to last year? And how much of your team's record right now would you attribute to that? I think this team does a really good job of holding themselves accountable. Um, I think it starts with their with each other. Like if you call them out at a film session and you call them out at halftime, they take they take ownership. They're not they're not um, not overly sensitive. They're not upset about it. I think it starts right there. And that then allows them to handle each other's criticism. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't think, I think people, they're, they're out there trying to solve problems. You know, last year's team was just, was a totally different animal for a lot of reasons. It's hard to really compare uh, the personalities of the two. Um, obviously we have different, different players now, but no, not a comment on anybody that was here or not here. It's just like that team when, when I arrived had, a lot of confidence issues, had a lot of, you know, it was very young. Like, even though we have a lot of players that are still young, like they've gone through an NBA season and they're learning fast. Um, you know, young players, they're not going to hold anyone else accountable out there. Uh, but now we have those guys now, you know, speaking up and knowing and what should and shouldn't be done. Confidence certainly does not appear to be an issue with this team. Again, 
After tonight's game, D'Angelo Russell said that he thinks this Wolves team is one of the most dangerous teams in the league when healthy. I think sometimes with comments like that, you know, a little hyperbolic in nature, not only with the Wolves, but with any team in the league, when a player like that says it, we try to or we try to pick in a pick apart whether a statement like that is justified or not. And I think the more interesting thing to do with a statement like that to dig into is like the fact that the player is confident enough to say it. Are the Wolves one of the most dangerous teams in the league right now? I don't know. But I do know that D'Angelo Russell didn't say anything like that a year ago. He said the opposite. He said they're a team that was still figuring out how to lose. It's completely different this year. Now I watch D'Lo on the bench talking to a Jaden McDaniels or talking to a Jalen Noel and telling them what they need to do differently to not lose. That's a big change. That's accountability. And in that accountability, I think we're starting to see fewer overall holes with this team, fewer holes in the offensive scheme and the defensive scheme, but also just through accountability. It feels like this Wolves team is starting to have fewer holes in its roster. I mean, that's depth, right? And it's something it's something I think has come to show up this week. Last game, the Wolves played without Anthony Edwards, without Torian Prince. And this game, they again play without those two in the COVID protocols. And Josh Kogi also didn't play, added to the COVID protocols. And I think just being able to go into the bench and get something is not something that this team has had anytime recently. Like even the Jimmy Butler year, the, the Wolves didn't have bench depth that they could rely upon. And I think that's really what D'Angelo Russell was getting at when he said this team is Dan dangerous. Here's D'Lo's full answer that led to his line about this team being one of the most dangerous in the league. D'Angelo, how would you evaluate the team's growth, especially offensively over the course of the last month or so? Carl just said that, that he thought that you guys were feeling much more comfortable in the offense in terms of you know, where to be on the floor, how to find guys, stuff like that. How do, how do you see that? from uh, I think guys are just coming into their own. You know, guys worked on it this summer, whatever their job was to be on the team. And coming into the season, they're 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 doing it. They're showcasing it. Nas is a he's a threat, you know, offensively, and he can bring so much to our team. Jaden, you know, you see his growth slowly, but you see his growth. Jalen Noel, he's a dog, you know. And I just think we got too many playmakers on this team to uh, for our offense not to click, you know. Um, and then we got a unicorn at, at Carl that we can just play through at any time, any point during the game. Put so much pressure. On the opposing team, and this is still with no Ant Edwards, so um, we're a healthy team. I feel like we're one of the most dangerous teams. The core of the danger of this Wolves team is obviously in their big three, right? The, the numbers bear that out. The Wolves have a positive offensive and defensive efficiency differential of twenty three point one points per one hundred possessions when D'Lo has been on the floor this season. They have a positive efficiency differential of nine point nine when Cat has been on the floor this season. A positive differential of three point three when Ant has been on the floor this year. And if you compare that to the three role players that D'Lo was just talking about in his answer there, Nas Reed, Jalen Noel, and Jaden McDaniels, like the differential is goes completely the opposite way. The efficiency differential with Nas on this year is a negative 14.4 per 100 possessions. With Noel on, it's a negative 12.6 points. And with McDaniels on, it's a negative 5.4 points per 100 possessions. And I think what D'Lo is getting at is that if those guys can step up and fill in around the starters as they have over the course of this winning streak, then you you actually do have a dangerous team. Because again, the Wolves' normal starting lineup, as we've talk, talked about, 
with D'Lo, Pat Bev, Ant, and Vando and Cat. Like that group's in, been insane this year. That group has outscored opponents by fifty-two point seven points per one hundred possessions. It's the best five-man lineup in the entire NBA. All right, we are going to take a quick break here and then come back with a few other specifics from tonight's game. Today's show is brought to you by TickPick. Minnesota Timberwolves basketball is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Wolves tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NBA tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NBA tickets. If you can find better prices for the same seats on any other ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Visit TickPick.com slash Moore. My name, all one word, no spaces today to save $10 on your first order of Wolves tickets. I heard from a handful of fans who use TickPick to purchase their tickets to the Wolves opener after hearing about it on the pod, and they found the experience to be both easier and more affordable than previous ticket sites they had been using. The Wolves do play seven of their first eight games at Target Center, and TickPick has you covered for all of those games. It was a blast to see fans at the opener matching the Wolves' energy on the floor on Wednesday night, and I look forward to more of that to come. Again, visit TickPick.com slash Moore. My name, all one word, no spaces today, to save $10 on your first order of Wolves tickets. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. All right, we are back discussing the Timberwolves' win over the Mavericks on Sunday night, their fourth win in a row. 
The Wolves do again play the Mavs on Tuesday night in Dallas. It's uh, it's one of those weird back-to-backs where one is at home and one is on the road, but against the same team. Uh, as I understand it, I do believe it is a possibility that Luka Doncic is back for that rematch, which would obviously switch up the fabric of how these two teams match up against each other rather drastically. Um, I think either way, it's going to be a fun one. Tonight's game got pretty chippy. There's clearly no love lost out there between the Wolves players and Mavs players. Jared Vanderbilt, Jalen Brunson, they about went at it tonight in the first half. Um, I, I'm just I'm looking forward to seeing the Wolves play another one of these teams like Portland, like Denver, like the Lakers, that they're going to be competing for a playoff spot against. And I also do want to mention that Forgotten Star Brewery will be doing a watch party for that game. We've been talking about that um, on the show here for the past few weeks. I will be there. Um, I realized that I have been saying on the last few episodes that the tip-off for that game was 6.30, but I'm realizing now that I was saying that because I was looking at my phone when I was in the mountain time zone, and so it said 6.30. It's actually 7.30 um, here locally that is tip-off, so you probably don't need to rush to get there right after work to to get a spot at the brewery. Um, I'll still be there an hour or so early if you want to come chat, but it's a 7.30 Tip off again. Love. There's TVs there set up. They're gonna have a projector screen going. Um, should be fun. Unfortunately, um, I got to mention that Britt uh, Robson will not be there. I had been saying, or Britt when he was on had been saying that he was gonna be joining us for that. He and I, uh, we 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 talked at the game tonight, and he's just not feeling comfortable with a, a ton of extra exposure right now, given how the virus has begun to spread. Which I told him I completely, uh, completely understand little bit of a bummer there. I know Britt wanted to come. We'll certainly do this again at another point uh, this year where where he can make it. Uh, but the event is still on. Um, I personally will be there. I'll be wearing a mask. I feel comfortable doing that. Um, and I understand if some of you don't feel comfortable coming or do feel comfortable coming. We'll, uh, my hope is that it can be a fun, safe event. And I think it's kind of right perfect timing uh, outside of COVID with the Wolves. I mean, they're rolling lately, so this could be a could be the fifth win in a row. Again, seven thirty tip at Forgotten Star Brewery in Fridley on Tuesday night. And on that note, we'll get to our Forgotten Star of the game uh, tonight. That will be again be Jalen Noel, who has taken and is kind of running with that backup guard role uh, over this past. Well, I guess over this four game winning streak, Noel had sixteen points tonight in eighteen minutes of play. He was four of seven from two, two of two from deep. And as Cat put it after the game, I mean, I think it was accurate. Jalen Noel is a bucket. Here's Cat on Noel. Coach, just to get the contributions from your bench that you did tonight, Jalen, you know, coming in, getting those, especially in the fourth quarter to start hitting some of those big shots. What have you seen from him as he's handled not being in the rotation and then now making the most of his opportunities that he is here? I mean, he's just a consummate professional. I mean, everyone on our team knows what he could do. We all tell him that he's a bucket. He's a bucket. Anytime he steps on the court, we know how much of a bucket he is. So um, we just want him to be a, a star in his role. When he comes in a game, we want him to shoot. We want him to be aggressive, and we want him to uh, be Jalen Noel. So um, he was fantastic tonight. Um, he's been fantastic not only as a player but as a teammate with his character and with uh, his ability to sacrifice for the next man and to be able to uh, cheer as if he was in. I know the situation obviously hasn't been the best for him, but when his opportunity came, he was ready for the challenge. I find the role that 
Chris Finch has given Jalen to be fascinating and also kind of a pretty interesting look at how Finch coaches and goes about rotations. I mean, just coming into the year, or even as recently as a few weeks ago, Noel was the he was buried on this roster, right? 12th or 13th man, maybe in the depth chart. He just was. He's He's been out of the rotation. But it's interesting now that when Noel is being asked to play, that when he does play, he's being utilized in a role of a primary scorer. And that, I think that's wise because that taps into what Noel can do best. I mean, Jalen has a scoring skill set that is, you know, in ways pretty incongruent with being a deep bench role player. I think we've learned that if you ask him to just be a spot-up guy, you're not going to get that much out of him. If you ask him to strictly be a point guard, you're not going to get that much out of him. With Noel, you kind of like, you got to let him cook to get that much out of him. And I think it's interesting that we've seen Fit Finch get to that in the rotation three times extensively over this past four-game winning streak. Tonight against Dallas was probably Noel's best game, but he operated in a similar role in a similar fashion in the Portland game that started the winning streak and in the last game against the Lakers as well. Again, it was in the role of a primary scorer and who Finch is just letting him go at opposing defenses like he is one of the best players on the floor when he is the best, when he is out there. I asked Noel about this after tonight's game. Jalen, not a lot of guys in the league have the green light and drop coverage to pull up from that from that mid-range area. Uh, you pretty clearly do have that. I guess, one, why is that a good shot for you? And two, um, how does it kind of feel to have Coach Finch say, like, we want you to take that shot? It's a good shot for me because I've been working on that since I was four years old. Like, as, if you go talk to anybody who saw me play, I mean, that's the way I play the same way as I've been for my whole life. Um, so, I mean, it's really no coincidence that that shot drops. Um, I'm going to continue to put that up every day. You know what I'm talking about, though, where, like, it's a it's a mid-range shot, right? So, so like, with a lot of teams, it's kind of like you got to be able to hit it at, like, close to a, a 50% clip or something in, in this game. So, one, you have the confidence that you are able to be able to do that, but, like, have you talked to Coach Finch uh, about that and, and, and that look? Or is there, is there, I guess, is there any math that comes into that in your mind? Um, no, I haven't talked to Coach Finch. Um, the math I can think of is last year when I was getting all those minutes, I think I was like 60% from there. So that's about 50. Yeah. <laughs> that is above 50%. I, I do remember that. I think probably those of you who we're watching through the, the darker days of, of last season. You remember when Noel was getting that consistent run at the end of the season that he was taking shots like this, and they were going in over half the time. I, I just looked it up, and over the course of, of last season, on deep mid-range shots alone, 14-plus feet, Noel did make 56% of those last year. And that's kind of the point of why Noel is valuable here, right? Like, not only... Does he have the ability to create a shot for himself, but he has the ability to knock that shot down in an isolation situation or against drop coverage in a pick and roll? Like that's something that's important here. That's something that can make a permanent difference for this team's second unit, even once Anthony Edwards is back. I think we've learned over this stretch of games that Jalen Noel is not discount Mike Malik Beasley. Like 
Those guys have very different games. Jalen Noel is much more discount Anthony Edwards. As crazy as that sounds. I mean, he has a skill set of a creator that is similar to Edwards. And I think it's a skill set that can fit on this team beyond this period of time where Edwards is out. So Jalen Noel, two games in a row. He is the Wolves' forgotten star of the game presented by Forgotten Star Brewery. I'm wrapping here on prize picks that I can sort of use to double as a few other bullet points that I want to get to. Um, Coming into tonight's game, you just look at the Mavs matchup, no Doncic, and we knew that Jalen Brunson was going to be the Mavs' primary perimeter creator, which meant we knew he would get the Patrick Beverly and Jaden McDaniels treatment, right? Which is not not a great treatment. You get you get a break from Patrick Beverly and your grill only for Jade McDaniels to kind of like spider web you with his Kevin Durant style frame. I, I thought Brunson played well tonight, but his over under was 18 and a half points tonight. He finished with 18 and I took the under. Um, so I think we got that one correct because we know when the Wolves do have the ability to focus in on one perimeter creator, they do have Beverly to throw at them and they do have Jaden McDaniels. And that's a, that's a strong weapon there. I also took the over on nine and a half Jared Vanderbilt rebounds. Um, I felt tonight watching the game or being there in the game, feeling kind of the stadium. And again, I talked about that kind of Sunday night energy. It, it felt like it took a little bit for Vando to get to start his engine in this game, which I, you know, I, I, <laughs> I think is understandable stating the obvious like Vando's style of play is an exhausting one. And they're, there, there wasn't a ton of energy in the stadium. Uh, so I, I feel like it took Vando a little while to click into gear, but he did eventually start flying around and he did finish the night with 10 rebounds. Vando has now had eight or more rebounds in 14 of his last 15 games. I'm pretty sure the only time he didn't was right after he was coming back from illness. I mean, he's he's becoming, yeah, a, a premier rebounder in this league, obviously on the offensive glass, but defensively as well. And a quick aside, I, I want to because I think this is going to start coming. We're going to start having the collective NBA media or whatever NBA world is. We're going to start talking about the all-star conversation, right? And I'm just going to call this right now that people will mention Cat's lack of rebounding this season as a reason against Cat making the all-star team. Um, because on paper, you know, Cat is only averaging nine rebounds a game this year after averaging 11 and a half rebounds per game in his first six years in the league. I think someone probably with a platform will see that as a demerit to Cat because they just won't have watched enough Wolves to understand that the dip in rebounding numbers for Cat is almost completely attributable to Vanderbilt being one of the best rebounders in the league this season and playing, you know, the vast majority of his minutes next to Cat. Just wanted to put that out there. Speaking of Cat, he only made one three tonight. Um, that was only the ninth time this season that Cat has not made two or more threes in a game. Um, I got that. I went, tried to go on that trend. I took the over on two made threes for Cat tonight, and I missed that one. Um, I also went in the game wanting to take an over on D'Angelo Russell because I've just kind of loved the way he's been playing lately. His over-under for points was a little bit higher with Ant out. It was at 21 and a half, and his assist number was six and a half. I took the over on six and a half assists. Dilo only finished with three tonight, and that was because it was a scoring night for him. 
D'Lo had 22 points. He made four of his seven three-point attempts tonight. So overall, two and two on prize picks tonight. Uh, that keeps me at exactly 500 on the season, 54, 54, and four. Uh, I'd love for any of you to play prize picks along with 100, hundreds of other uh, listeners who are playing along during these Wolves games. But also a reminder, prize picks is for every NBA game. If on Monday night you're just watching League Pass or whatever's on ESPN because the Wolves don't play, you can get in on some prize picks for that. It's an extra thing to do while you're watching the game. I think it's pretty fun. It's easy to download the prize picks app. And when you do, if you're creating a new account, make sure you do use the promo code Dane when you sign up. That helps me selfishly, but also it helps you more. I think it gets you a free $100 sign up bonus in your account. That's all I got for you tonight. Um, this will be the last time I talk to y'all before the watch party at Forgotten Star on Tuesday night. Again, that's at 7.30 on Tuesday night when the game tips off. But, you know, get there a little bit early if you can. I'm looking forward to just gathering and maybe watching the Wolves win their fifth game in a row. If I don't see you there, happy holidays. And I will I'll probably still talk to you before Christmas. But uh, I'll, I'll talk to you soon either way. Until then, four in a row for the Wolves. I'm Dane. Peace out. How I'm feeling, man, I hope it never stop, yeah. Green it hard so you can find me in the crowd, yeah, yeah. Don't let standards ever, ever bring you down, yeah. Hope you dancing like nobody else around, yeah.